For 24 years, the Pueblo Gardens Neighborhood Association has hosted a Martin Luther King breakfast at the Homesteadle Boys and Girls Club to raise scholarship money for local youth. KXCI attended and recorded voices from our community. Mayor Jonathan Rothschild addressed the crowd. To why we come together around recognizing the Dr. King holiday. I don't think we have to go much further than remembering just back a few years and how difficult it was in the state of Arizona to get that recognition, all right? We need to remember that Dr. King's dream is not complete. Dr. King wanted three things. He wanted equal legal rights. And we have in the law equal legal rights. But more importantly, what Dr. King wanted was equal opportunity. And we have not yet gotten to equal opportunity. But most importantly, what Dr. King was really looking for was economic justice. And the problem for some people is you can measure economic justice. And so all the electives that are here today, all the people that are helping, that is our job, to complete Dr. King's dream. Now your job for this weekend is to remember Dr. King, but also to remember that our presence has to be continue to be known. And we can do that by showing up on Monday morning at the U of A Mall and marching to Reed Park Banshell, where we'll have continued remembrance, continued conversation. So thank you for being here. Thank you for keeping the dream alive. We appreciate it. Hi, I'm Tony Penn, President and CEO of the United Way of Tucson and Southern Arizona, and also Chair-Elect of the Tucson Metro Chamber. Dr. King's legacy actually means a lot to me. He's a personal hero of mine, uh, especially uh, with the fact that um, he paid the what I think is the ultimate price uh, for freedom. And uh, the freedom that he paid the price for was one to give uh, economic opportunity, uh, to give um, social and racial equality, uh, and also to display civility and compassion uh, throughout the world. Uh, there are many who have benefited from his great work and his great legacy, and I'm just one of them. And so I really appreciate the fact of having the opportunity to be able to share with the uh, Pueblo Gardens uh, Neighborhood Association today about uh, my hero and, uh, uh, and also about his great legacy as we celebrate uh, Martin Luther King Day. For 24 years, the Pueblo Gardens Neighborhood Association has hosted a Martin Luther King breakfast at the Homesteadle Boys and Girls Club to raise scholarship money for local youth. KXCI attended and recorded voices from our community. Pima County District 2 Supervisor Ramon Valdez addressed the crowd. Good morning. Good morning. First of all, I want to say welcome. Welcome to the annual celebration. And as I thought about how we needed to welcome this morning, but the truth is that we need to ask ourselves, why are we here? And I thought to myself, well, how can we, how can we figure that out? And then I read the program. And let me read you the quote from the program, from Dr. Martin Luther King. We must develop and maintain the capacity 
to forgive. He who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power of love. There is some good in the worst of us and some evil in the best of us. So the truth is that all these years later, we celebrate Martin Luther King Day, not just because of the great things he did as a man, but because of the wonderful things he gave us to hope for. The wonderful ambitions that we as a society, we as a nation, have to strive for. And that is why we're here today, because we want to celebrate what we've done, but most importantly, we want to hope and we want to pray for what is yet to come. So there's a saying that I like to quote, that which we must learn to do, we must learn by doing. So I welcome all of you with that thought, and I remind all of you and all my friends, remember, we must, uh, we must act. Thank you very much, welcome. My name is Tiana Williams. I go to Utterback Middle School. I'm in eighth grade. And the thing about Dr. King is he was this amazing civil rights speaker that everyone knows and loves and that he did a great job for setting us free and giving us our rights. So I'm very pleased and happy that they picked me to sing at this breakfast. I'm Valerie Williams. Um, I work for the county. I've seen what Dr. King has done for us as a people, as, as a community, as a, as a country. I think he's an amazing leader. One can only hope that his dream will continue to live on. For 24 years, the Pueblo Gardens Neighborhood Association has hosted a Martin Luther King breakfast at the Homesteadle Boys and Girls Club to raise scholarship money for local youth. KXCI attended and recorded voices from our community. My name is James Christopher, and uh, the importance of Dr. Martin Luther King, um, he fought uh, for fair and equitable justice for one and all. And uh, we carry on that fight, and uh, we do that in the form, one, in the form of this breakfast, Martin Luther King breakfast at Pueblo Gardens neighborhood at the Boys and Girls Club on 36th Street and it's a yearly function and we're the only neighborhood in the city of Tucson that holds this function for Dr. King and the other thing after honoring him and keeping his dream alive we do also maintain a scholarship fund that help kids realize their dreams and objectives and uh we've had a quite a bit of success with that and we involve the city and we have a a good turnout of quite a few city dignitaries that help us put this program on. Some of them has been with us from the day we started 24 years ago. What gives you hope? Well, just seeing kids. Um, when I talk to kids and and uh, they see what I do and and they'll come up to you and say, you sure are a good dad. I wish I had a father like you. It just touch you. It's to touch your heart. Uh, one time I did a talk for kids on a display, and I had the kids to write me a letter about what they learned, which I learned, too, to see how they were receptive to what was being said and shown. And this one school um, sent me a packet of letters, and reading halfway through the letters, 
I read one where the little boy said he hated black people, but after listening to me, he no longer hated black people. He also indicated that two uh, black people, quote-unquote, killed his cousin. But I guess that made him have a hatred toward blacks. But after I gave my talk and display and received his letter, he said that that was not the case anymore. So those kinds of things is enough to to uh, keep me going forward. Not that I do it for that. I do it just to see the kids and help pave the way and possibly make it easy for them as they grow into adulthood. Hi, my name is Mayola Coleman. Dr. King means a lot not only to me but to our community and has laid great foundation generationally. When it comes to what I feel and how I feel about him, Martin Luther King helped inspire me and other people to understand the rights that we needed. We had to stay peaceful and march with it and ask for God to help us through the process. But at the same time, the women was very engaged in it as well. And I'm with the National Association of Colored Women, which is the oldest black organization there is for women. And what he did is teamed up with a lot of different groups like that particular group and others to inspire us to make changes but also to restore respect within our own inner self is the way I look at it. The word justice, being respectful, giving love, and speaking up and speaking out is one of the areas that I feel we have to do to be understood culturally. And not just for us as an individual but more collectively for the community. One of the things that I remember in his speech when he talks about how he would like the world to be better for his kids to be able to be part of the society and not uh, invisible within the society. That's the word I like to use. We were invisible and he kept making up more of us come aware and alive. So as I grew up, I carried and respected a lot of his values and was taught in my home the values of equality and making sure to don't be afraid to speak for what you need. This breakfast means a lot to me because when I come every year it's a renewal piece and seeing the young people there generationally and the old because he collectively was a diverse man with all races, creed or color and that's what he put in my mind the whole time that I do my work and knowing that through the work he did that God led him, and I know God used me as a vessel as well. So for me, I really internalize when I hear Dr. Martin Luther King, not just uh, a man that had something to say, but he was a man with vision. And he was a man that really made us become aware to don't settle, to be invisible. We had to speak up to be visible. And today I still feel we're running short of that. So more of us had to step up again to be more visible in life like he did and take risk and not let anybody tell us it can't be done. Debbie Embry, CEO of the Tucson Urban League. I'm glad I came out this morning to um, celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday and his anniversary and what it means and why I liked it was that 
people of all races, creeds, colors, religions come together to celebrate his legacy. The legacy is important. We are still fighting for racial and social justice for African Americans, Hispanics, and low-income populations. And that's why we have the Urban League, because that's what we do as well. Our mission is social and economic equity for African Americans and Hispanics and other underserved populations. So it is important. There's still more work to do. And we work in partnership with others to help celebrate his legacy and the work that he has done. My name is Sister Sharif, and um, I'm a resident of Tucson, Arizona. And um, the events that I'm a part of is um, Juneteenth, which is June the 14, 2014, at Donald Lincoln Center. And what we're doing this year is we're focusing on youth and youth efforts, projects, and activities. Beginning January 2014, throughout the year, we will be partnering and co-sponsoring with a community-based organization to see how we can engage our youth ages 12 to 21 in that productive, positive activity that would enhance their ability to be productive individual in the future. How that ties into um, Martin Luther King is very simple, and that is Martin Luther King promoted fairness, equality, and employment. What we're doing is engaging the young people in the process at a young age so we can better prepare them to be successful when they become adults. We want them to be viable citizens of the community. We want them to be able to have a job. We want them to be able to acquire the things that's necessary for them to survive so they can be successful not only in their home but in our communities. I believe that Martin Luther King would be very proud to know that efforts like this is uh, taking place in Tucson to encourage African American and other youth. We're not just folks on African Americans but we're um, looking at youth and how we can engage African-American students, as well as Latino students, as well as um, Caucasians, Jewish community. We have partnership with them that we're going to engage the Jewish community to um, host a workshop with the African-American community. So we're trying to find ways and means to engage our young people. If we don't begin now, then when? So that's what we're doing this year in 2014, and we're excited about it. I'm Linda Leatherman. I work for Pima County. I'm the faith-based coordinator. My family farm was uh, in, um, in 1803 when Ohio became a state. Uh, my family farm uh, was, on, um, uh, was on the Underground Railroad. So we were in Ohio. We were in central Ohio. And, of course, um, you know, a lot of the slaves were escaping across the Ohio River and into Ohio and across the Ohio border into Canada. And one of the first movies that my father ever took me to, I was about four years old, was Uncle Tom's Cabin. And, you know, he, he was so emphatic that we go and that we understand Uncle Tom's Cabin and that we talk about that. But, you know, my family didn't tell me that we were, that the family farm was on the uh, Underground Railroad until I was 40 years old. Because they were still, they, we still had, in that county, we still had people burning crosses on hills. There was a lot of Ku Klux Klan activity. And so my family just never really talked about it. We always were very, um, you know, pro-civil rights. And when I was at Ohio State, I, I helped organize this trip into um, the, the Freedom Riders. I helped organize that at Ohio State. 
But when it came to the time, I was not 21 yet, and my mother, they had to get my mother's permission. So the dean had to call me into the office and say, Linda, you can't go because your mother won't sign the papers. And so I called my mom. I said, why would you sign the papers? I helped organize this. I want to go. She said, I don't have the money to bring back your body. I mean, people were, you know, doing wills. We knew it was real dangerous to be a part of the Freedom Ride. But uh, we were all, you know, it was, Martin Luther King was an incredible motivator for all of us. I mean, we believed so completely in the rights of people to have equal rights. And um, it's, it's, it's so sad that he died so young, but what a legacy he's left us. It's really incredible. The name is Raul Grijalva, member of Congress, uh, represent District 3, which includes Pueblo Gardens neighborhood, which we're very proud of. Talked a lot about legacy today and... Uh, what Dr. King's legacy means uh, both to people individually and to uh, and to the nation as a whole. There's a certain irony this 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 celebration. Uh, we kind of see our nation kind of uh, doesn't know whether to go forward or go backwards right now. Kind of reliving some of the fights over the Voting Rights Act. Uh, reliving the fights over access to voting and registration. Reliving the fights about properly funding education and taking care of it fights about privacy and civil liberties. I think it's important to reflect on Dr. King because I think one of the greatest lessons that to be thought was about the moral imperative that has to be part of everything you do. And for elected officials and community leaders, that has to be the center of your compass. Otherwise, not, not everything you do uh, either has an ulterior motive or no motive at all. It's just about you. Uh, and so I think the moral compass and the moral imperative are two great lessons. Economic and human justice, great lesson. They all fit into this time that we're in right now. And I think the lesson is about perseverance, uh, and not just enduring, but pushing back and trying to uh, make a more perfect union. What Dr. King did in his lifetime and what he left us with was to try to push this nation to a little more perfection. Uh, and so that job's still ahead of us. Every incremental step we take toward perfection uh, makes it better for people that live in this country. And so it's not about a legacy any, as much as it is about a reality. This time of the year, it's a very moving time because you, don't, you, you reflect on the person, Martin Luther King, but you reflect on the situation that you're in. And many times people want to give up. I, I, I hear a lot, oh, nothing's going to change. This is the worst it's ever been. Nothing can help. I, I don't have unemployment. I'm losing my house. And all that is miserable and terrible. And, but at the same time, one has to understand that in order to change that circumstance, we've got to push it forward. We've got to push it forward to, to a more perfect union. And uh, that's the message today. Uh, moral imperative and the work for a perfect union is not over. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. programming on 91.3 FM KXCI Tucson.